Welcome to the Super Expander Podcast. My name is Corrine Phelps, your host. I'm a business and growth coach, money mindset expert, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me all over from working in finance to owning a boutique fitness studio. I found myself burnt out, miserable, and questioning everything. Saying things to myself like, there's got to be more to life than this. Refusing to settle for a mediocre existence, I went all in, learning how to harness untapped potential and rewire the subconscious mind to create an extraordinary life. The last 10 years have been a crash course in self-love, building a business, creating community, building wealth, and doing what it takes to just freaking go for it. My mission is to help you align to your purpose, Rewire your subconscious to support your big dreams and vision and create a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. So sit back, tune in, and prepare to expand. When the first conversation opened up with today's guest in a conference room at a mastermind, and she was telling me that as a teenager, she had practiced how to pass a lie detector test. I was intrigued. I was all in. I knew I had to get to know this woman a little bit better. She was going to teach me about business, about being a bold woman, taking risks, and really just going all in on your dreams. Chris Crawley is a former TV news anchor turned branding maven. Overcoming the labels and expectations, Kristen is a mom of two a branding expert, and the creator of Brand Image Academy, as well as Reframe Your Brand Image Content Retreats. After 17 years of live television and 12 years in TV news, Kristen made the shift to entrepreneurship after a grueling schedule took its toll on her health. Using fitness to overcome postpartum depression and hormone issues, Kristen decided to lose the label of being on television and forge a path for herself and other women to do the same. Kristen runs Reframe Your Brand with her business partner, Jill Bunny. Focusing on others has always helped her heal and grow. Hello, hello, super expanders. Oh, you guys, it's one of these kind of like pinch me moments. I'm so excited. I would love to share with you to introduce you to Kristen Crawley. Hello. <laughs> I love your voice. Your voice just soothes me every time I listen to it. I love it so much. I'm going to have you intro all of my everything from now on. Oh, that's I, maybe this is my my new my new career. I I think I, I have the it's a, what do they say? It's a voice for radio. Um, yeah. But, yeah. No, but you have the face for TV too. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you are such a sweetheart. So just to give a little bit of context, Kristen and I met a few years ago, very first at a fitness conference. And the really, the funniest thing is, is I actually had sat and I wrestled with myself just trying to figure out whether I was actually going to go. Like I signed up for this conference and then I was like, no way I'm not going to go. This is just going to be like fitness models and beautiful people. And I don't even fit in here at all. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. And then I somehow drug myself, got on the airplane, flew across the country to, to Arizona, to this, this fitness conference. And one of the very first people that I met was Kristen Crawley. And she, if you could just see her smiling, I mean, she's the most beautiful, beautiful woman you could ever meet. And on top of that, she has just this like shining light, warm personality. And she's, I mean, literally the most inclusive person. And she she spoke to me and I was like, oh, 
thank goodness. Like I came like, Oh, I, I actually am <laughs> in the right place. Everybody there. And that was my first year going in person, which is the funniest part. And I swear to God, I met, I knew at least 60 or 70% of the people there. And everybody thought I had attended for years because it's like, I couldn't go three feet and I was saying hi to somebody else. But honestly, it was my first time. I had not met half of those people, but I was hell bent on making every connection possible. And I, I guess I'm like the welcome wagon. <laughs> wherever I go with work. And I don't want everybody to ever feel left out or less than. So I'm an overcompensator when it comes to <laughs> saying hi to everybody. And I want to know about people. So, you know, I spent all those years in TV and news business. I wanted to tell stories. I like learning about people's backgrounds. So, I mean, you're there and then we got to develop like a whole relationship out of that. Absolutely. And I say you, you saying hi to me and making me feel comfortable in a place where I was like, I'm not sure. I didn't know one person. I literally didn't know one single person in the entire conference. It was kind of a big, a big, bold move for me to, to do that on my own. And so you made me feel right at home and like I had a friend. So that is, that's how our, our friendship uh, started guys. So I thought I would share that with you, but now since then it has evolved over time. She and I were in a mastermind together and, um, here we are today chatting on the super expander podcast. And I'm so excited to, to share her with you today. So I love to just kind of roll right into this, this deep question straight off the bat, because I'm just so tired of fluff. So <laughs> I I'm, I'm just going for it. Right. Right off the bat. Who is Kristen Crawley, just deep down inside, outside of the, the TV personality, the, the fitness model, fitness influencer, the, the beautiful woman that you are, who are you deep down inside? Um, probably a slightly lazy, extremely nerdy, gawky person who probably puts on a better front than I, than most people know. <laughs> Um, to be honest, I mean, I don't, I, I think that we all can do the smoke and mirrors and look like something or get that perception of yourself, but I still feel probably equally as awkward and weird in most situations as I did when I was a kid. So I was like a child who never spoke. I didn't speak. I was super quiet. And I think a lot of people relate to that when you're going through, you know, your teens and it's, it's not easy. And I didn't really come out of my shell until, you know, in my probably late twenties. Um, so it took a lot to get me to come out, but I, I always felt excluded. So I guess that's why I'm always so inclusive of other people. I want them to be happy and to feel good about themselves, um, and kind of have the strength and confidence I have now. Um, it was pretty silent that way as, as I was younger. So yeah, as a person, I just want people to feel needed and happy. And, you know, I love everything. I love animals. I appreciate literally everything every day. I'm grateful for everything that I have and I don't let, I don't take anything for granted. So money, success, none of that means shit to me because it doesn't matter unless you're really honestly a decent person and can go to sleep at the end of the day and know you at least did something good. Um, so yeah, I guess I kind of formed who I am over the years and why I'm probably <laughs> the way that I still am now with people. <laughs> and that is why I knew, I mean, I am sure that this is exactly why when I first met you, I was like, ah, oh, she's, she's, she's my people. <laughs> You're my people. We're all, we're all each other's people. It just depends what you, if you can find something in common or not. Um, that's my absolutely. That's so if you could imagine that she was quiet 
uh, and and shy. This, this is really really hard to believe. I feel like I'd like to see some some videos or some footage of of what this looked like when you were a child because you have had a, a pretty you know like coming out of your shell. I mean, let's let's talk about that for a little bit. That from going from a child who was as quiet and shy, you stepped into a, essentially the <laughs> antithesis of that the spotlight <laughs> sitting on tv news as an anchor <laughs> yeah yeah it's um it's interesting i i did not want to do television television was never my goal um but i think as um women or young girls in particular you want to you want to feel you know wanted desired pretty like those things you know we all face that when we're in our early kind of finding ourselves journey i think everybody does so i did the modeling and i did the you know because i had a decent body i could take good photos i wasn't i, I photographed better than i looked in person most of the time so i it gave me confidence to do that kind of stuff but i could not speak like i could not speak in front of a camera and that was kind of my entire childhood. I opted out of every speech class. I wouldn't speak to most people unless I knew them. Um, I was raised on a horse farm, so I was around animals all the time. Animals don't talk back and animals don't judge you. So I was super happy being just a farm kid and not um, really having any attention put on me. And that kind of led into my 20s when I just was like, you know, at some point you have to go after things that you desire. And I actually... Once I found out about the world of media and production and, and entertainment, um, I actually loved it. I just was so scared to do it that I put it off for years and years and years. And that was, you know, when I decided to go into television, that was probably the most painful growth experience I think I have ever been through because I was, I was kind of pushed into it. I didn't do it on my desire. I didn't hunt it down. Um, but for those of you who find it interesting. I was actually a bartender and I had a customer come in who was into marketing and they said, you know what? You'd be great on television. And I was like, no, I'm just really good at bullshitting because I'm a bartender. <laughs> and they, they said, no, we want you to try this. Like seriously, try it. And I, I went through my first few commercials, like TV commercial experiences, and they were horrendous and they're so horrible. I, I will try and find a video for you, Corey, cause you'll die. They're so bad. And I did it. And then I was like, okay, this isn't, I didn't die. So I almost threw up and I almost fell down because I was shaking so hard, but I didn't die. So let's try it again. And then that just led to me learning the background of production and, and entertainment, and then going into the news business and really having to say at that point in my life, I was like, I have to stop being scared and I have to do something. Um, that I feel deep down, I, everybody keeps telling me I'm good at it, but I am so self-doubting myself that I didn't want to do it. And um, I missed out on probably a lot of years of growth because I was just so scared of people judging me and thinking that I was, didn't look right, didn't sound right. Um, and regardless, they judge you anyways, because I got a list of emails <laughs> that you can read that are the worst comments ever about me. But I knew that I was helping people and doing a good job. So bottom line, you know, I fought through it and it was, it was, I think it is hard for people to realize that I didn't speak at all. Like, I mean, I was so quiet through middle school, hadn't really very few friends. Um, it was definitely a different person. And even in my early twenties, different person. So I think age, age is a beautiful thing. And I love getting older. <laughs> so don't oh be afraid gosh. of it. 
Yeah. It's, it, it truly is like aging, like fine wine, right? Wisdom yes. and all of the things and the freedom that, that come, comes with that. So funny thing that you said that I feel like is in indicative of a lot of things. So, so it's very interesting. You said that you went through the commercial and you didn't die. So you went back, which I actually think it's, it's this like funny common thread of of a certain kind of person. And I get it because I'm, I'm actually the same kind of person. You're like, Oh, I didn't die. So maybe I should try that again and see if I can just push the limits. Just, <laughs> just a little bit, a little bit more. It's like that excitement, that thrill, which I think yeah. also translates over into oftentimes our workouts and things, things like yeah. that. I see it's a very common thing amongst the, the people who really enjoy physical activity. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You're hundred percent right. I, I think that's that's just a, a funny thing. So, okay, so you you went into into media. You and tell us a little bit about that journey and how it evolved <laughs> to bring you to where you are today. Okay, so um, yeah, so I mean, and I I grew up with you know a really strong mother who was very very well spoken and very photogenic and like very present. So I kind of you know learned from her, but quietly. So I knew how to carry myself. I knew how to be strong. I learned, you know, I showed horses, so I knew how to be poised and to at least fake it till you make it. And I know people hate that saying like fake it till you make it. It saved my ass for years going into every career I've ever went to. So I love that saying, because if you're at least confident enough in yourself, you can fake some of the parts you don't know about and look like you are a professional at it. Um, TV land was interesting. It was hard. It was um, a schedule of, for those who don't know, news business is not an easy schedule and it's horrible pay. Worst paying job I've ever had in my life. But you got up at, I was up at about 2.45 every morning. I worked the morning and the noon show and then I'd go home around one, but I didn't go home because, you know, I had to work out and get my workouts in, which were hard and grueling as we all know, had to go lift a shit ton of weight. Then I had to, you know, go get my kids from school. Then we do sports. Then we do, you know, dinner and then we get ready. And then I wouldn't go to bed till 10 or 11, do it all again. So Corey, when we met, I was at the end of my, well, almost the end of my career. And I had been there almost 12 years at that point on the same shift. So kind of like the, you know, I would say it's almost an overnight shift, but it was hard. And I learned a lot in television just on combining that with my years of bartending with people skills, what people wanted, um, you know, how to show up. And I pushed myself really, 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 really hard um, the whole time. I mean, I never gave myself a break. I had two on-air pregnancies. Both were really high risk. I had multiple surgeries. I had to go through a lot of stuff being on air. And it started to, as we know, when you get closer to 40, my hormones, everything started to shut down. My body shut down. So when we met, in our mastermind, I had about eh, like eight months left in my contract to make a decision whether I was staying or not. And I was going through multiple biopsies and health issues. And I decided for my family and my health that I had to get out of the business. I had no clue what I was going to do with it, except help women find PR and media assistance. What that meant, I had no idea. And, you know, I met this incredible group of women in our mastermind that kind of helped me and kind of guided me through my second year of doing that to really kind of fine tune what I wanted to do. And kind of honestly, you know, when you're scared to do something, it's nice to have people around you again that are encouraging you. And they all, you guys all did that for me and made me know that it was going to be okay if I left and I didn't have to hold on to that label. 
um, of being a news anchor, um, which I think all of us women aspire to be respected. And that holds us back sometimes because we stay in jobs we don't want to stay in. We put up with shit we don't want to, we don't need to put up with um, just because it's a label that makes us look more dominant and respected. Um, I was the same person I've always been. It didn't change me one ounce being in television because um, it didn't, it doesn't go to my head. I don't think it's that special to be on TV. Honestly, I don't think it's special to be an athlete either. I just think you're a normal person who just has a talent. Um, so that gave me an easier way to get out of it. I didn't, I wasn't as ego driven as I was in the beginning of it. Um, so I got through the news and decided I was going to fall into this fitness world that I loved so much because it helped me get through all of my postpartum depression and everything else and surround myself with women that actually supported me. Cause I think when we met this, that, that year and the year before were the only two years I ever felt I had women that got me, like understood me, would support me no matter what could, you know, be there for me. Um, and that was probably, that was a breakthrough of getting out of television was knowing that there's people who like you, regardless of what your status is, and they're going to be there for you, no matter what you are on the outside or what your labels are. So that was my big TV um, breakthrough of giving up on it and saying, I'm going to do it on my own terms. And I did, I, I put in my resignation and I left and <laughs> they were not happy, <laughs> but I did it anyways. <laughs> But no amount of money could keep me doing something that was that detrimental, you know, to my health over time. It's just not. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, I can't even, I mean, I have experienced burnout and hormonal imbalances because of that. So, and my schedule was nothing like yours. And I thought mine was grueling until I just listened <laughs> to the 2.45 AM wake up time, work day, and then basically almost like entering the world when everyone else is just kind of getting started and you had a whole nother day to go through before you finally got home to, to go to bed for a, like three hours before you had to get up again. Yeah. Yeah. The body, the human body is amazing as women. We are the strongest freaking animals on the planet because our bodies will adapt to anything we put them through, which is scary because we end up hurting ourselves like I did. Yes. Oh my gosh. So what has been the the process for you just in terms of healing from that in terms oh of just hormones, sleep, resetting, reintegration, just like all the things. So it's been almost, uh, it's been two and a half years since I left that schedule. And I can say I am still in the throes of hormonal, like thyroid issues and balance. Um, you know, I have employed every avenue possible because one, I had the means to do so. A lot of people aren't that fortunate to be able to, you know, get to functional medicine practitioners and see certain doctors and, and do all the things. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me was consistent blood tests and, and knowing what was going on with my body. Cause I could feel it. Like, I think as anybody who's in the fitness wellness space, you can feel when your body's off and we know mm -hmm. when something's wrong. Um, so I had a lot of growths on my thyroid that were really huge. Like it looked like, like they, they thought they were going to take it out. And I ended up, they, they went away once I actually quit my job, which was crazy because they were all stress and inflammation related. But I also had kind of some IVF, like horror stories in my past. So my whole entire system was jacked and I went in huge swings. So don't ever think that you're back to normal, um, especially over 40 um, because your hormones, I went from extreme hyperthyroidism when I left to now hypothyroidism that 
you know, my body is now has like just it's it's tanking again. Um, so I've went in huge waves and it has affected me physically on the outside, appearance wise. I mean, all of those things, but I've maintained a consistent schedule. You know, I eat well, I drink a lot when I want to, I live my life. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not strict anymore on anything. And I'm finally getting about seven hours of sleep a night, which was huge for me because I got four hours of sleep a night for 12 years. Um, and that killed my entire system. I mean, everything, endocrine, everything was shot. So it's taken, but yeah, two and a half years, I'm still healing. Um, and I'm still not there. I mean, I just started new thyroid medication this week, so I'm not, I don't, I don't know if it'll, you know, I'm trying not to put a date on it and I don't want people out there to lose, lose faith because it is a long process. It's nothing you can fix when you go through severe burnout. It, it does take years to get your body back to what what's normal for you anyways. Right. I mean, and the perspective there, it's like, it takes a really long time to get to the point where that damage has been done. So the yeah. reversal process, you have to give yourself time, time mm -hmm. and space. And then you're also dealing with the constant flux of just our bodies already always changing. So there is the question of when you get back to what baseline is, your recollection of baseline <laughs> is probably good. There's going to be a difference anyways. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's never, you know, never the same weight, never the same measurements. It's never going to be the same sleep cycle. It's never going to be the same hormones. It's never going to see the, be the same blood test. Um, you know, all your thyroid levels are going to go up and down. Um, so I'm, I'm in the throes of that still, and it's, it's frustrating, but I'm alive and I'm able to work out and I'm happy. So that's what matters. So whatever. Absolutely. So I just go with it. <laughs> so, I mean, I think this is so important for so many women to hear just in terms of maintaining and, and just paying attention to your hormones and making sure that yeah. you get sleep. And, and if you're getting those messages to listen to them. So you go through this whole process, you finally leave this career that was exciting and brought you to where you are and you dove into this whole new realm. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Tell me a little bit about what it is. I mean, I know what you're doing, but let's tell everybody else what you're doing these <laughs> days. I have a question for you. Have you joined the super expander free mentorship community? If not, what are you waiting for? Stop what you're doing right now and text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. Text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. I send out weekly tips and inspiration to help you grow your business, to step into your wealthiest, most highest self, to harness your full potential and live an exceptional and extraordinary life. And the best part is it's really me sending those messages. So text me, say hello, and send me your questions. And yeah, so, you know, years of media and um, years of experience before that, of course, with, you know, modeling and publications, and then, you know, years of experience before that in retail and merchandising design, you know, I have a very weird background. It's just weird. Like there's no other way to put it. I have a very odd life um, in general <laughs> of being, going through different careers. And I was blessed enough again, during um, the conference you were talking about at the beginning to meet my future business or my, who would be my future business partner and is my business partner now. And when 
we kind of collided forces, which I never thought, like I had just found a group of women that supported me. Never thought in a million years I could work with another woman because, you know, we're all fairly alpha personality types in the wellness industry. Like, you know what you want, you do what you want. And I never thought I would work with someone. And then I found my business partner who is literally like the yin to my yang and had different skill sets that kind of mirrored mine, but were different. And when we got talking, I had created an event for people in wellness, like a social event. And I saw a lot of things missing in the industry for women in wellness and fitness in particular. And it was more so um, really building like business foundations and learning what to do right and then developing a brand image. So we created Reframe Your Brand out of that. And it's been two years that we've been in business and literally (laughs) grew by leaps and bounds so quickly because we actually found something that fulfilled us personally. And we had no monetary goal with it. We had no expectations. We just knew we had to serve and we knew what was missing in the industry. Um, So we did the photo shoot retreats. So, you know, where you come and get all your content done in a weekend type thing. And it was just things to make women's lives easier. Cause I mean, if I would have had all that back, you know, when I started out on my journey or even before I was in television and social media was just starting to come onto the scene, I, you know, would have saved so much time and so much stress and so much wasted money on shit that didn't work. Um, So it was a blessing to be pushed or to make the decision to one, give up a really big title to take on a business that had no guarantee whatsoever (laughs) and to invest all of my time and effort into it and really just say, okay, screw it. Like this is where we're supposed to be. But it, it felt so right. Um, and I think when you know, you know, um, and you're guided to certain areas of your life for a reason. And I was guided to that point. And so we started reframe and it just, it honestly saved my life through the pandemic. It saved my sanity, having, you know, women around me, having a group to coach with. And, um, yeah, cause when the pandemic hit, we had to shift everything we were doing too, just like all of us did and recreate and reframe it again to be an online system. And we're finally back to in-person stuff again this year, which is amazing. I'm so excited about that. (laughs) So it's been quite the journey that you, you have gone through, which, so through all of this, I feel like one of the most important things for, for us is to have people that that I don't know, are a light for us, a mentor, someone who calls us up. So on this, this journey, which has been lots of different things that you you've gone through, there had to have been some people along the way that really were expanders for you, super expanders in the context of your life, your career. I'd love for you to share a story, a super expander story with us. So I have, um, I've had a super expander in every single life, like morphing season I've went through, which is, um, I think again, people are placed in your life for certain reasons. As a kid, my super expander was my mom because she is literally the real life wonder woman. She looks like her. She is, she was, you know, more muscular, stronger, smarter, beautiful, you know, was self-made, you know, self-made millionaire, had her own businesses, never worked for anyone else a day in her life and, um, was a very domineering force. So I learned how to get my confidence from her and that strength and women 
are stronger than we we ever give ourselves credit for. So we don't need men for anything was what I learned from my mother, which was great. Um, and my husband gets to deal with that now, which is even better. <laughs> so she was the first person who ever challenged me in the sense of physically and being a competitor um, because I showed horses and horses is a very solo sport. Like when you're an equestrian, it's you and your horse versus them. I was never into group sports because I didn't like other kids laughing at me. So I would refuse to fail. Um, so she guided me in the horse industry and made me, you know, a champion in that aspect. And I had physical strength like no other. So that made me confident too, because she taught me at a young age to lift weights and to, you know, I mean, I was 10 years old lifting hundred pound hay bales. Like, I mean, I was, you know, physically a very strong person. So I, I grant her for being the, the main person in my life. Um, and still to this day, you know, she's in her seventies, still works out every day has her own real estate business. Like she's, you know, just that type of person. So I think she's the biggest one, but I had, um, a teacher in high school who forced me to do an interview with her because I was so afraid to speak. And I did visual merchandising and store design. And she was the one who said, you are really talented, but if you don't open your mouth, no one's going to hire you. And so she got me my first job where I actually was the visual merchandising manager and the first 19 year old manager of a Lord and Taylor store. So I was promoted and moved across the country at 19 because of her. Um, she put me in that position, taught me how to interview. And even though I was scared to death, I didn't fake it till I make it. I got through the interview and I was like the first executive in the company at 19. So didn't go to college, did college during high school. So she was the big one there. And then I had, um, there's a lot of them. So I'm trying to get through them quickly. Um, a friend in the restaurant business when I was in that industry that said, um, why do you try so hard? Stop trying so hard for all these people that would replace you tomorrow if you quit or left. Like stop worrying so much what other people think because you're replaceable. So what makes you so special? Like just do your job, be happy for yourself because they're not going to be happy for you. So that's when I leveled up in the restaurant industry. And then I went into television which was one of my bar customers who was the greatest person ever, Chris. And he said, you're going to be good at this and I will make sure you're good at this. And he forced me into my interview with the station I worked at for 12 years and got promoted to news anchor from traffic and learned everything about television from. And then, you know, met my business partner, um, Jill, who is probably the driving force for me at this point in my life because she challenges me every day to do things I never thought were possible in business. And every day tells me how amazing I am, which is probably the biggest thing that I've ever experienced. Um, again, from, we call it, she's my non-sexual life partner. So <laughs> that's what we refer to each other as now. So we're stuck together and she's helped me get over the fact of thinking that I was stuck in one business, um, you know, for the rest of my life. Or that I was just going to be, you know, not, not grow in that sense again after turning 40. So that was a big one. Um, there's so many other people in between with publications and mentors. And I like, I've been really blessed to see each of those people as a super expander type in my life. And I think if you keep your eyes out for those type of people, they're always there. You just have to accept their help. So I hope that I'm not done with. <laughs> super expanders in my life. I hope that I find a new one every season because every one of those people literally changed the course of my life and built my confidence. Um, 
And I think that's what we all struggle with is finding confidence in ourselves to do all the things we want to do. And um, each of those people gave me a little piece to the puzzle. Um, and the puzzle, I would say at this point is pretty much complete because I really have zero Fs about anything and I will do what I want, how I want, and I know I'll be good at it. So I think when you reach that point, you know, you've got like, again, it's like superhero team. Super is a good word for it. It's like having all your superheroes behind you that give you all these cool powers. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's exactly it. That's what I, that's what I believe super expanders true, truly are. And it's not, I mean, I think there's a super expander that is within all of us for, mm-hmm. for, for someone else. And I think it's really important for us to, to recognize that because knowing that your talents, your gifts that we don't always see as talents and gifts mm-hmm. are a shining light of inspiration and encouragement for yeah. others. And like, how cool is that? It's amazing. You picked literally that title when you, I first saw you put that out there. I was like, wow. It's like, that is really honestly what it is. Like, I mean, that's what we've all experienced in one way or another. And everybody has experienced that, which is the coolest part. You may not realize it, but if you think back and look like it could have been, I mean, and it can be as simple as that one person who just sees you at the gym and helps you out and tells you how amazing you are. Like that's someone who could expand your day. And I guess that's why I'm always complimenting people or trying to make them feel better because you just never know. I mean, nowadays you don't know what people are going through. And it's your job as a good human to actually make a difference. So if just smiling at someone makes a difference, it's not that hard. Just be polite. I had a guy the other day who was shocked that I held the, I waited and held the door open for him. He was an older man. Um, mm-hmm. And he was so shocked. He's like, wow. He's like, well, thank you, young lady. He's like, that was so kind of you. I'm like, no, sir, we're all here to help each other. So come on. And he was the nicest <laughs> person, but like little simple things like that. You don't know you're making a difference, but but you are. Um, so that, I love that question. That's a good one. It makes me think about all these things. <laughs> yes. Right. So this exciting journey that you've been on from, from one career to the next encountering super expander <laughs> upon a super expander, pushing you to reach new heights and new levels in your life and your career, all the things. So what is the North star that that really gets you up in the morning? What is the feeling that you are, I hate the word chasing, but yeah. that you're, you're going for that you're really trying to step into in a bigger way every day? Um, I think mine after being locked down for so long in an industry that's extremely controlling is, um, is definitely creating freedom or space um, to be myself which I was never really allowed to be myself. Um, as a, you know, I mean, I was, but as a kid, you know, you're always trying to please other people. So I think create freedom and space are like my North stars that I always look towards, because if I do something every day towards that, then I'm building complete freedom from everything, whatever that may be, you know, judgment schedules, time, all of it. Um, so I'm on that path, which is great. Um, but I still use a lot of people in my life. Like my kids are, my, my kids are amazing and they're, they're the coolest kids ever. Um, I'm not just saying that they're actually really cool. (laughs) And, you know, I want to be the role model for them. Kind of like I saw my mom growing up as far as being strong and independent and, you know, hardworking and, you know, still being kind to other people and non-judgmental. Um, so I try and, I try and stay, you know, 
use them as kind of that guiding light too, because I'm like, what would my kids think if they saw this? Like, I'm, I'm so glad we didn't have in, like social media in my early twenties because <laughs> they would think a lot of things about me. Uh, <laughs> Because <laughs> there's a lot of things that happen, but I am so glad never made the internet because I would have never gotten my job. But <laughs> I try and you know I try and do that as an example. Um, but yeah, and then you know my business partner Jill is probably my daily guiding light because I think we have different ones. Like we have you know motivation, we have someone who's just there to support, like different things that we're working towards every day. So you know building a successful business is important to me now because. It never really was before because I always worked for someone else. So now I get to build my own dream business and I get to help all of these people. And it's like hundreds of people. And it's just, it's incredible to see someone else getting like an ounce of that, like superpower, you know, like finding their little inner superpowers is the, probably the other thing that like every time I get on a call every day, that's what keeps me going too. Uh I love that. So I, I think you're knocking it out of the park, at least from, from my vantage point. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a good time. That's what I can say. We work uh, hard, but we play hard. So <laughs> that's what life is all about. I know. Oh, it's so fun. So if you could be a super expander for others, which you already are, we already know this, but in this, in the context of, of our conversation here, I love to open up this, this time for the, the super expander moment, if you could go back and, and give yourself just a little juicy nugget of advice or encouragement, what would it be? Cause I feel like this is really, this is like the, the secret to collapsing time for other people. When they get to hear the wisdom that you would share with your younger self, they can take that now and step into it. And we get to save others hurt, pain, time, wasted time, which is our most valuable resource. Yeah. Yeah. I think, again, I have like so many feelings about each of these things. Um, (laughs) Because fear of judgment was one of my biggest things that kept me so quiet my entire life until I was in my 20s um, and forced me into like unhealthy behaviors, like, you know, under eating, over, over exercising, those type of things. My biggest thing to myself as being younger would be nobody cares. And I know that sounds really harsh, but nobody really cares that much. They may say something detrimental, but you're like a a second millisecond of time in their life. And they really don't care that much. So you've got to stop taking things so personally. And I was so afraid of what people would think of me all the time that I just didn't do anything. I didn't act because I was so scared. I was literally paralyzed with stage fright and fear and I would tell myself now, like, nobody really cares. Like, just do it. You're fine. And they're going to, you know, you're going to find people who love you. You're going to find people who hate you. And just, if you can get through it, that is the most powerful statement you can make to anybody is actually taking action. Um, And I'm glad I do it now. And I'm glad I help other people do it now. I also would have told myself back then is to um, not be afraid of investing money in yourself and your future, because I was so afraid of spending money on things as a, you know, young executive type person in their twenties who was living with Ikea furniture and, you know, a crappy apartment. I was always afraid to invest in things that would better my business or myself. So I learned that lesson in the past few years to really just find the right people who can help you get there faster because you said it time, like we waste so much freaking time and I don't feel my age at all. 
But I look back, I'm like, God, I could have probably at this point, if I would have done all this stuff earlier, but then would I have been ready? Probably not. But it's just, you know, so it's kind of a conundrum of, you know, taking action, but just, you know, stop caring what people think is like the biggest thing. I think if I could tell myself is you're fine, like you're not that dorky, people will actually like you (laughs) just, just go out there. Your voice isn't terrible. Like everything we tell ourselves, cause we won't do stuff. Um, you know, all of that is so not true. Um, you're just, you're the worst critic in your life. Nobody else cares that much. So true. <laughs> that also makes me think of that the saying of what, what someone else thinks of you is not your business, which is also kind of goes hand in hand with that. A, they really don't care that much. You're the one that cares that much. But if they are thinking it, it's like, it's just not even your business what they think. It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't change your life at all, which is the they're not paying your bills. They're not in your life. Like I, and I don't judge anybody. So it's hard for me when people judge, because I, I, I always look at all three sides of every story before I ever form an opinion, but that's just something personally I do. And I wish more people do because you don't know, like, I mean, I've had so many assumptions about me and like lies and rumors and it's, you know, at this point it's not even hurtful. It's just entertaining. Like I just have to laugh. It's bad, but whatever. So, it's so true and so, so good. So I'm, I'm certain that every single person that is listening to this podcast needs to know how to find you, how to get into <laughs> your world. So what is the best way for them to do that? What's your preferred way? Come into the world. <laughs> get ready for the crazy. Here we go. Um, yeah, it's super easy because we have um, on Instagram is just um, reframe your brand and Kristen Crowley TV. So that's what I am on everything. Um, and online, you can find us at um, reframeyourbiz.com. And, you know, we we love to have women that want to create content and have a good time doing it and build their brands. And that's who we help. So if you, you know, need help or have questions, you know, Corey knows this. I'm like an open book about literally everything in my life. So, you know, reach out, shoot me a DM, let me know, you know, what stood out to you, what you want to talk about. And I'm always there for everybody. That's probably one of my bad traits too, is I'm always there for everybody, but I am. (laughs) So (laughs) one of your good traits and your bad traits. (laughs) That's one of my, like, it's good and it's bad. Cause I, I like to talk to and, and answer any kind of questions. Um, but yeah, those are the easiest ways to find me. And, um, definitely, you know, if you have like, even with PR and media and marketing, like just ask me those questions. That's I went through it all. So you don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. So of course you can find that in the show notes, just slide right on down and you can give that, give a follow, ask a question, slide into her world, say hello. She has a wealth of information and of course, just loads of inspiration. Uh, Thank you so, so much for being here. So grateful for you. I love you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Love you back. We will catch you on the next episode. If you like what you heard, stop, drop, and leave a five-star review and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. As always, the best way that you can thank our amazing guests is to share your biggest takeaway and then tag us on social media. 